Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm-hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today's show is pre-recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all don't know y'all better act on that. Hat on, hat on, suit on, suit on. Looking like the Capitol, giving them all dress like a million bucks, bucks. Things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be but Steve Harvey? Oh yeah. Listening to me. Mm-hmm. Put your hands together for Steve Harvey. Put your hands together. Turn 
Well, you know, I can't do nothing right now. I fell on hard times, and I lost my place to stay. Where are you staying now? See, the majority of people are staying somewhere right now. I was out there. I didn't have nowhere to go. I'm in a shelter now. You was under the bridge a week ago. You in the shelter now. Why are you still crying about the bridge? You in the shelter now. Man, you know how you find your purpose. You get in touch with who created you. Because when God made you, he had a purpose in mind. Now, we've ignored it, and we haven't tapped into it, but we all had a purpose. You don't, and it's sometimes it takes people longer to discover the purpose. Colonel Sanders was frying chicken with a recipe that he was telling people was the best chicken in the world. Ain't nobody believe him till he turned 70. Why you think the dude that's on the Kentucky Fried Chicken signs is old? That dude ain't 20 up there. He old. He old. But you know what? He had been frying that chicken for 40-some years. They just found out about it when he was 70. But he didn't give up his purpose in life. This dude was just frying chicken. See, people keep looking for their gifts in all kinds of places. When it's right there in you, you ain't got to go to school to find your gift. You're born with the gift that God got for you. You go to school to tack it on to something else. But your gift was already given to you. You were born with that. You don't have to go to college to know your gift. Your college allows you to enhance it and to find something to attach it to. And hopefully you get a degree that attaches your gift to, to a vehicle where it can work. The problem with college is we go to college and we attach it to what we like or what we might be passionate about, and we ignore the gift we have. You know how many people that graduated from college ain't doing nothing they went to college for? Come on, man. You know why? Because you discover in life your gift. You discover what you was born to do. I wasn't born. You know you know what my major was in college? It was advertising. I can't be at no desk drawing no picture for nobody. But now guess what? I can wake up every day and guess what? I can tell you. I advertise. I've been advertising my career. Come see me live. Come see me live at Madison Square Garden. Come see me live at Phillips Arena. Come see me live at Joker's Comedy Club. Come see me live at Percy's. Come see me live at Ellis's Tavern. Come see me live. Come. I've been advertising the whole time. But I had a different purpose in mind because I went and I talked to God. And this is how you do it. You go talk to God and say, hey, God, look, OK, this is the deal. I've been struggling here. I'm over 40. I still haven't found my purpose in life. OK, but so I can quit wasting any more time. Would you help direct me and guide me to my purpose? I know you created me to do something. I just haven't found what it is. And the reason I haven't found what it is, because I've been doing things my way. I ain't been checking with you, conferring with you on anything. I ain't locked in or tried to settle it up with you. I've been just doing my thing. Well, my thing has gotten me as far as it can get me. How about you take over and do your thing? Now, can you direct me in my path? I'm an open book. Treat me like a piece of clay. I'm telling you, man, if you go to God, he'll give it to you. But see, you have not because you ask not. How many times have you asked God for it? This, this ain't no magic trick, y'all. This is the deal. You got to catch fire today. Catch fire today. I am. I'm excited about today. I've got a lot to do. 
You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You know, it's so important to have representation in media. I remember growing up in Chicago, I was heavily influenced by the beautiful voices on the radio. Well, the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. And NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get podcasts. You know what? Today, I'm, it's the day after the birthday, but I'm still doing the birthday because I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't you and I ain't even really one of them people that do birthday weeks and birthday months and all like that. I'm just guess I'm still just glad I made it. That's all it is. You're grateful. Just glad I made it, man. Because I had a couple of woo-woo moments along that way now where it didn't look like. Steve Harvey Morning Show jamming this morning, y'all. Hope you feel good today. I do. Did you tell God you appreciate him waking you up? Because that's who did it. Let's get that thing started with the right gratitude because if you got the right gratitude, it'll affect your attitude. And once you change your attitude, change your altitude. That's we got to remember that. Shirley Strawberry Collar for real. Uh, junior. Uh, nephew Tommy. Mississippi Monica. All of us. We here. Junior. Yeah. Junior. Because yeah, uh, you're 67. Uh, how you feel? Man. Do you feel different? Do you feel different? Huh? Do you uh-uh. feel anything changed in '67? No. No. Still, no. Still I'm gonna a, be you fly? know what, man? I'm a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm still fly. That ain't gonna change. <laughs> but you know, like, I ain't. Oh yeah, that ain't good. That ain't good. I guess. <laughs> No, I, I, ain't, I ain't gonna ever quit pimping. That 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 that, that, that that's just not going to happen. I love it, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not finna do that, dog. Yeah, you know. Uh, I guess though, man. Probably what I'm most changed about is, and Carla said it best. We were talking off the air. Well, I really I don't care. Oh, oh, zero. Oh, I just, zero. <laughs> I, I you know what? Yeah. I don't care. Listen, do you know what, man? If I don't know you and I know you don't know me uh-huh. and you start saying something about me that ain't the truth, man, what do I care? I could care less, man. And why would you address it? You know, so somebody has told me recently. They said, "Man, so are you all gonna are you gonna address any of this stuff that's out there on the internet?" I said, "No, I'm not." I said because you have to understand something, man. The internet only has power over you if you give it to them. And I have yet to see. I have yet to see. This is me now. 
Vista Equity, Apple, uh, Delta Airlines, mm-hmm. uh, Coca-Cola, Amazon. Mm-hmm. I have yet to see them on a blog site talking about nobody. I've yet to see them. <laughs> I've never seen a, a major company, mm-hmm. a major human being on a blog talking about somebody. Mm. So if I'm aiming to be major, why would I not act like the majors act? Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Right, so I'm, that that's part. man. That's that's the new thing about me, man. I'm really, really good, man. I'm yeah. really, really good and grateful too, man. Because God, you know what God has done for me, really, He's given me a level of peace. He's given me peace of mind. All right, Steve. Coming up at 32 minutes after the hour, we will hear from the nephew as he runs that prank back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time now to run that prank back with the nephew. Nephew, what you got for us? This is the classic <sighs> nephew pranks. The uncle, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, sure. you caught you call me wise. on the day where I was trying to be a better Christian. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what we're going with. Now okay. I want you to understand <laughs> something. That's not every day now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, here we go. It ain't every the nephew pranks the uncle. Let's go, cat dog. So what are you saying? I'm saying to you right now that he's telling on everybody. He's snitching on that everybody. That ain't got nothing to do with me, man. That ain't my book. That's his damn book. Put him on the phone then. I'll tell him. I ain't nobody scared of Steve. He ain't writing about you. Yeah, yeah he did. He done told on me. He done told on all my boys. He's telling on everybody, man. Hey, dog, his book ain't got nothing to do with you, man. No, 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 but his book do got something to do with me because everything that Steve done learned as he was growing up from the hood, Telling on everybody, and I'm tired of this. He ought to go somewhere and sit down. Hey, dog, dog, you got to get right with your girl. Listen, if he's schooling my girl, he ain't got no business coming in my house, in my car, telling every damn thing. Hello? Hello? Who who, who is this? Who is this? Hold on, man. This is Steve Harvey. Who is this? This is Chuck P, man. Listen here, man. Okay, I was on the phone with your nephew, and I'm just saying this to you, Steve. Okay? All love to you, dude. I see you on the front of Essence. I see you on the on the Family Feud, on your radio show. So why don't you go somewhere and sit down and quit telling on everybody? Wait, wait, wait. And I mean this on everything, Steve. I'm riding in the car with my family. i got to turn my radio off because you telling game. We grew up sticking together. If I'm running a little game to make my ends meet or whatever it is, that's my business. You ain't got no business telling on me. Hold up, hold up, hold up, wait a minute. First of all, I don't know who you are. I I know you don't, but I know who you are, and we listen to the show. Hold on, hold on. First thing you're going to do, though, back up a little bit, dog, because you're talking to me crazy. Hey, Steve, ain't nobody scared of you because you got money. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, this ain't got nothing to do with no money, and I ain't finna be too many it just enjoy your life. You found the perfect wife no, for you. You found the perfect person, the perfect relationship. Okay, that's good. God bless you. Hold up. Don't put God in this. Leave God out of this, because you ain't calling from the God angle. See, people kill me with that part right there. God bless you. Don't throw God. You don't want God to bless me, because you're talking too crazy to me. That's for starters right there. But since you're talking crazy to me, let me turn you on to something. You out there running games. That's your problem. Run your game. You can't get mad at me because I'm doing what I do. See, man, y'all kill me. 
You out there doing what you want to do, like you all of this right here, then you coming to me because I'm trying to empower somebody. I don't give a damn about you, man. Feel how you want to feel about me, but what you ain't going to do, though, is talk to me like you crazy. Because I ain't that. Wait a minute, Steve. Let's make the plan feel fair, okay? You got the airwaves. You got the microphone. You got the ability to touch a lot of people, okay? And you just telling. You're a walkie talkie. Hold up, hold up, hold up. This ain't got nothing to do with the airwaves. This ain't got nothing to do with the media. This just me and you talking. I can talk to you personally. Personally, me and you can talk. Anytime you want to. Hold up, hold up, hold up. You call. You talking all this yak. See, it's people like you, man. Dog, you know why I wrote a book in the first place? Because you're always somewhere trying to act like you're something that you ain't. Now you got the source on the phone. Now you're trying to make it about money and the meat. This is me and you, just two men talking. Not what you want. Then if it's two men then talking this from one man to another, why don't you just go somewhere and sit down and quit telling? First of all, I ain't got to sit down. You already doing nothing as it is. See, but soon as somebody go out and do something, try to do something positive, you got some old shaking, big, chilly way like you sitting up in here, man, wanting to go sit down somewhere. I ain't going sitting down no damn where. You can miss me with that. I say what I want to say. And who are you anyway? You ain't even doing nothing. Hey, don't tell me I ain't doing nothing. I tell you what I am doing. I'm trying to do something. But every time I take a step, you take two steps. I can't. Hey, 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 man. Hey, what are you Hey, y'all kill me. Why don't you quit trying and do something? See, y'all kill me, man, with that old you trying to do something. Why don't you do something, dog? You shouldn't have been here talking to me about what you trying. You probably selling that same thing to your people. You trying. When are you tired of me and trying stuff? When are you going to do something? I'm doing something right now, Steve. Right now you're talking to me on the phone. You could be improving your relationship with your girl or whoever you're trying to get it together with. But you're on the phone with me complaining because I done wrote a book. Man, don't read the damn book. You probably ain't read it no way. And don't watch the TV show. You probably ain't working enough to pay the bill no how. Wait a minute, dude. You don't know nothing about me. Okay? You don't know nothing about my finances. You don't know how I am. It ain't about you your know. finances. This about you as See, a man. All you you, you, you know what y'all can hear what y'all do to me. Hear what y'all do to me. Y'all always talking to me on an email somewhere. Y'all always on the blog talking about me. You don't even know me. Then when you get me face to face, you want to bring up money. This conversation ain't got nothing to do about money. I ain't brought up money one time. It's about manhood. Now, why don't you do that right there? Wait a minute. No, Steve, it ain't about money now because you got it. Okay, because you got it. When you was broke, I bet that wasn't your attitude. Guess what, though? Hey, man, guess what, though? When I was broke, though, I was working. I wasn't sitting on the phone crying to some other man about what he making me feel with my wife. Yeah, every time I take a step forward, you got me taking two steps up. That's why you ain't taking a step forward. Give me this, man. Can I tell you something? You just got pranked, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing you. I just, I just tried to I just, I just, I finally got the
I'll be back in another hour. Stupid some more. All right, nephew, thank you. Coming up next, ask the CLO or Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey. Is- You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour in entertainment news, we'll get a recap of Steve's birthday celebration. We want to know what you did, who you hung with, Steve, all your business, okay? Plus, Martin Lawrence says he's doing just fine, despite fans worried about his appearance at the Emmys. And Pharrell Williams reveals the new Louis Vuitton menswear fall winter 2024 25 collection. We'll talk about all of these stories at the top of the hour, but right now it is time to ask the CLO. This is from Elise in Omaha. Elise writes, I relocated for work and I left my boyfriend of 11 years behind. My coworker told me he has a crush on me and he said we should go out. Because 11 years is too long to wait for a man to marry me, and long-distance relationships don't work. Is he really interested in dating me, or is he trying to sleep with me? Both. So now where we at? You know the answer to that. Stop. How old are you? Yeah. You got enough money to relocate, and you got a job where you can shift position, and you don't know the answer to that question. What did you put on your application? Who don't want to sleep with me? Little girl. He wants to sleep with you and date you, both of them. Yeah. What? Next question. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Moving on to Dora and Teenek. Good and hell well what he wants. What do you think he's talking <laughs> to you for? Well, she wrote mm. you to find out. Now she knows. Dora and Teenek says. He didn't ask you what your dreams and ambitions was. <laughs> he tried to destroy the one dude that's keeping him from sleeping mm-hmm. with you. That's what nah. he tried to do. Okay. Nah. Okay, drop the knowledge. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Message. Right. All right. Dora and Tinek says, I I live in a senior living center, and I'm dating a man that lives there, lives here. He's hurt because I didn't introduce my son to him Sunday. My man is a lot younger, and I don't want my son to think I'm sleeping around. Am I overthinking my decision? What? Well, we don't really get letters from uh, assisted senior citizen living home. When you say your son came by and your man, who is much younger, but he lived there too. Well, she could be. I'm just trying to. 60-something. He could be 50-something. In a senior citizen assisted living center? I'm 67. I ain't nowhere near that. What is you? And then, what dude you dating lived there, but he much younger, and he mad because you didn't introduce him to your son. Yeah. What mm. the hell is going on? <laughs> you know what? What? Is this about J. Anthony Brown? Because you know he's what? the sister's living Tyler Perry's new show. Oh, wow. Oh, sister living. Because <laughs> this sounds like some Tyler Perry assisted living type thing. Yeah. Lady, I can't, I can't help you. I don't know what. <laughs> I've never been to assisted living places. Well, I'm not really. What if she's like 70 and he's like in his 60s or, you know? Yeah, that you ain't going to be able to tell. <laughs> Most women look better than men when they age. Men, lifespan shorter. We under different kind of stress. Pressure. I don't want 
What's next? What's wrong with your questions today? (laughs) You want to move on? All right. (laughs) But I can't help her because I can't get the visual. You know, I like visualize my answers. Yeah. How old are you? You 90 something? She's 70. Son came to see you. He's 60. Huh? She's 70. She's 70. Don't say that, Shirley. Okay, well, just say she's 70. You would say that in the letter. She's 70. A senior senior living center. She's 70. Let's just say that. I'm. I'm I'm not I'm 67. I'm not finna go stay there. <laughs> it's not about you. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's what the no, issue no, is. Like I know. You know. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna tell you something, man. I got an AARP card. Uh, you uh, scared? In the mail. <laughs> yeah. And they start talking about no. You no. You now qualify for discount. What's your damn discount? I ain't ask you for nothing. What you writing me for? You know. I, like I, I get you mad for when you week. come at me like I'm old. Huh? <laughs> I'd like to see you live there for a week, though. <laughs> oh, in the oh, senior citizen yeah. living center. <laughs> we playing shuffleboard at I noon, Shay. Come on. <laughs> playing dominoes. Uh, we're going to pitch pennies. I'm going to have them pitching pennies and shooting dice. <laughs> shooting dice. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Shirley. No, All right, Shirley. moving on to Yayo in Chicago. Yayo says, I work at the third shift, and when I got home, my, my wife was not home. She said she ran to get some bacon so she could feed me, and she was looking way too cute at 7 a.m. For, for the store. I think she was out creeping. How do you tell if a woman is lying? Mm. Mm. Uh, it's going to be hard, dog, because they real good. Yep. <laughs> you know it. Oh, they good at it. Mm-hmm. She looked way too good to go to the store to get some way bacon. Way too cute. Mm. You know, he just wants you to know she's this, your wife went to get some bacon and put some lipstick on and stuff. <laughs> well, let me ask something, dog. When she got back with the bacon, was the lipstick still on her face? Was it still uh-huh. straight? Was her clothes pulled together? Maybe she just. Uh, yeah, maybe she just takes now. pride in her appearance and she wanted to look nice. All of a sudden, mm. that's what he's saying. All of a sudden, she <laughs> ain't been bacon. going to the store buying bacon. bacon for me early in the morning. <laughs> She went to cook so breakfast for her man. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah. That's all that is. Okay, here we go. Come on. Come on, come on, protect the ladies. Come on. That's all that's all that is. She put it, yeah. She looked nice. So she did her right hair, put makeup on and an outfit to go to the store to get some bacon. Yes. Yes. She been slipping on them uh furry slippers with the chicken grease on and wearing that bonnet down to the store. Now all of a sudden she coming in here looking like we just came out of church. <laughs> Somebody work at this grocery store. You want breakfast, idea. don't you? Right. Leave her alone. Uh-huh. Be grateful. You're getting breakfast. Yeah. There you go. Nah. Yeah, she could have done exactly that one to the store, but somebody down at that store complimented her one time. Come on. She said, mm-hmm. okay, you think I look good that day? Wait till I come down yeah. here tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Because it'd be she jumping off in the produce section. In the produce section? It'd be jumping off in the produce section. God. Really? How so? What I, I don't know. Just stand there about 20, 30 minutes. Get you some onions. Just slowly get you some tomatoes and stuff. Just just mm-hmm. sit there. Ooh, they be coming through there. God. <laughs> what? <laughs> All them free grapes. I, I don't know. The produce section is at the front of the store, too, usually as soon as you walk in to the mm-hmm. right. Oh, you yep. know that. Yep. Okay. <laughs> I'm shocked. I used to work at a grocery store. Oh, and oh. I can tell that most of the, most produce sections as soon as you walk through the door to the right. Uh huh. Yep. I'm, 
Right. Well, because that's, that's the stuff that's perishable. They're trying to get rid of that the most. They make That's why they start misting and all that, make it look attractive. Mm-hmm. And the highest profit margin in the grocery store is in the produce section. Wow. They the grocery store you worked at. That and they charge you an arm and leg. The grocery store you worked at, how many steaks they miss? <laughs> oh, no. I, I, I was, Uh-oh. I was set of steaks. <laughs> out your trunk. <laughs> you, you were reselling. <laughs> Thank you, CLO. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll yeah, have some entertainment news for dry you. ice in the trunk of my car. <laughs> right after this. <laughs> You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. There's a concert coming to town that I just have to see. He's one of my favorite artists. I already have my tickets front row. I bought the tickets months in advance. I'm so excited. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast. And right now, you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash strawberry. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. So, Steve, you're up first. Tell us about your 67th birthday celebration yesterday. How was it? What did you do? You know, I just had a dinner. You know, I just had a mm-hmm. dinner with the family. Nice. Grandkids came through. The grandkids sent me, uh, well, they decorated my office. I can show you that. Oh, okay. The grandkids Let's decorated see. my office. You see up on the wall. Yeah. Happy birthday. birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, yeah. And then they sent me the little balloons and stuff. So all the grandkids did that for me uh, uh-huh. yesterday. Then they came to dinner. All my grandkids is vegan. Oh, <laughs> oh. vegan grandkids! I ain't never heard Just of that. Check that vegan life. parents. Yeah, obviously. Huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My son Jason, his wife, they vegan, so their kids is vegan. That little Ezra, he don't give a damn. 
<laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> he likes meat. Ezra don't give a damn. He bites into it, then asks you, is it vegan? And if you don't answer him, he finish it off. <laughs> I can just enjoy him. He don't really participate in the vegan life. Because <laughs> Ezra just want to eat. As soon as he sit down, he get the big spoon and just hold it. And then every time something come to the table, he so, Papa, is that vegan? I say, yeah. Because to me, if it ain't meat, it's vegan. But it's, it, you can't eat like that because they're not allowed to have dairy, hmm. you know, oh. several things. Oh, wow. Yeah. But it's, to me, it's vegan if it don't have meat in it. But I'll give him stuff with meat in it. He had crab leg last night. <laughs> yeah, I thoroughly oh, enjoyed it. When his parents find out. Slid to him. Right, then they find out all the time. He said, Jason said, Pop, you got to stop doing that, man. I don't want my kids eating meat. Okay, you got to sit his ass somewhere next to me because I got a plate full of meat. So, let him try. He looking like that. I think he needs to know what it tastes like. Yeah, well, I think I think he need to taste the meat and make a decision on his own because I don't really see the appeal to the vegan lifestyle, and neither does Ezra. So I'm just telling y'all straight up, me and Ezra is over here eating things that's not veganish. Veganish. And then they bought me a cake last night, and then Amanda, my daughter-in-law, apologized because they wanted to bring a cake from the outside, but the vegan restaurant that they ordered the cakes from had ran out of the ingredients. So the so the restaurant had a cake for me, and then one of my partner's wife came. She bought a cake. She make a carrot cake that's off the chain. Mm. And so we were sitting there, and Ezra couldn't eat no dessert, and he just looked too sad. Oh, and I just couldn't take it. Cake. So. <laughs> you gave him pizza. The non-vegan yeah, carrot cake. cake. Carrot, carrot is veg, ve- vegetables. Carrots is vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> Not when they had all that I love that. Sugar, gluten, and <laughs> dairy, and eggs. Hey, hey, hey. Sugar. I didn't see the gluten. I didn't see the dairy. <laughs> so I gave him some cake, and he loves carrot cake. Mm. And so uh, the parents is mad at me about that. So that was my. Oh, you had a And then my other grandson. Mm-hmm. He gave me, uh, for my birthday, he gave me uh, three Pokemon cards, which oh. I was uh, ready to throw in the trash there. <laughs> I don't understand nothing about no Pokemon. And then the man that was at the table was going, a uh, friend of mine over here, he said, Mr. Harvey, you, you understand what's going on here? So there are Pokemon cards that's worth three, four million dollars. Uh, you went back what? in the trash and got them. Uh-huh. Said, there are Pokemon cards. <laughs> That are collectibles that are worth three, four million dollars. So I picked them Pokemon cards up off the floor uh-huh. and uh, put them in my pocket, and I have them looked at today to see if any of these has. Oh, any. okay. <laughs> and see, you yeah, thought the kids were gonna get you anything? Yeah, there you go. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Steve. Mm-hmm. All right. In other I news, got a nice court- bag. Oh, good. Huh? As a gift. Yeah, nice little bag. You know, Marge gonna give me some. I told her not to give me nothing. I don't need nothing. But she got me a little bag, you know, that I wanted. It was a oh, bird. I had no idea that Marge bought that. Mm. We're moving on. And other entertainment okay. news. According to TMZ, some of Martin Lawrence's fans were worried after he and his Martin co-stars, that's Tisha Campbell, of course, Tashina Arnold and Carl Anthony Payne the second had a reunion at the 75th Emmys on Monday. Martin seemed to slur his words a bit during the comedy uh, segment they had. People were exp- uh, people expressed concern for Martin's health 
and wished him a speedy recovery. Martin is 58 years old. Sources say Martin is totally fine. In fact, he just recently finished filming the latest Bad Boys, and he may be hitting the road this summer for a comedy tour. So even though some thought he may be, uh, he may was maybe have been slurring his words a bit and taking long pauses during the Emmys Martin reunion. This was actually because of a technical glitch, they said, with a teleprompter that was caused by late changes to the script. So there you go. You know, if you oh, had good. concerns. Because people were concerned. Yeah, so good. that's what it was. There's we something. hope you're all right. Martin yeah, is fine. So, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yay, Martin. Yes. Yeah. Call Payne. That's my dude. Martin is good. Yeah. Good. Oh, good. I talk good. with him a lot. He's he's a, he's a, he's good. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. Good. Good All-time favorites right there, that show. Mm-hmm. And, and finally, in trending fashion news, welcome to the Wild Wild West. Um, Pharrell Williams unveiled the Louis Vuitton Fall Winter 2024 men's show on Tuesday in Paris. The collection masterfully challenged, uh, channeled America's West with Native American designs mixing with modern luxury and culture. The models had male and female models strutted down the runway in leather cowboy hats, checkered denim jackets, and boots. Blue cheese. What do you think about the collection? And are you go- are you going to? I haven't uh, seen it yet. They sent it to me, mm-hmm. but I haven't really looked at it yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, you gonna? No, check I don't out. have time to go to Paris this year. Marjorie would probably go. Okay, good. No, I'll be here working to pay for the past trip. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations to Pharrell. Uh, Coming up in 20 minutes after the hour in trending uh, political news, Vice President Kamala Harris responds to Republican candidate Nikki Haley's comment that, quote, America has never been a racist country. We'll talk about it right after this. Excuse you? (laughs) You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. In political news, uh, Vice President Harris was a special guest on The View yesterday, and she reacted to Republican presidential candidate Nikki Haley's comment that, quote, America has never been a racist country. Take a listen. Do you agree that America has never been a racist country? First of all, and and I think everyone agrees, we all agree, um, the issue of race in America is not something that should be the subject of the soundbite. Right. The history of racism in America should never be the subject of a soundbite or a, a, a question that is meant to elicit a one-sentence answer. But there is no denying that we have in our history as a nation racism and that racism has played a role in the history of our nation. And when I think about it, I, I think we all would agree that while um, it is part of our past, and, and, the, and we see vestiges of it today. We should also be committed collectively to not letting it define the future of our country. But we cannot get to a place of progress on the issue of race by denying the existence of racism, right. by denying the history of racism. That was a good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a very good answer. Hi, VP. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. But that's, you know, the MO is to get rid of it, to act like it didn't exist. And mm-hmm. that's the, if we keep talking about it, we keep bringing it up. That's the, they try to say that. But if you don't know your history, history will repeat itself. And that's what they really want to do, because that's the whole idea behind MAGA, Make America Great Again, which is a deplorable statement for us as African Americans because when was it great? 
what year you want to go back to? Hmm. And so, you know, I, I think we all understand that. But, you know, that leads us to this election conversation that we're going to have to have that I've dreaded having. That I didn't want to have. But 2024 looks like it's going to be a repeat of Biden and uh, uh, Trump unless we can get him in prison before this election come up. That's hmm. the only way. Mm-hmm. Other than that, what you're going to have is a recap of the elect, ele- yeah. election we had four years ago. That's yeah. it. And we, so he's going to be the Republican we gotta make candidate. Sure we, yeah. It's no doubt in my mind, he is a Republican. They offer no one else. There's no one mm-hmm. close. Because they think he can win. Mm-hmm. Um, the presidency. But you can't America run from jail to say and, but but DeSantis is even more racist mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. than How is that possible? I'm telling you. And apparently Nikki Haley too, if she doesn't think this country is is has ever been a racist country. What? That part, yes. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Um Coming up at 34 minutes after the hour, we'll check your voicemail, Steve, at 877-29-STEVE right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time now to check Steve's voicemail, 877-29-STEVE. Call and leave a message for Steve. You might just hear your call on the air. Steve, are you ready? Ready. Here we go. This one's from a pastor in Louisiana. Hey, Steve, uh... I'm Reverend Orlando Brown out in a little town in Louisiana called Colonna, Louisiana, and I just wanted to comment on some of the things that, that Mr. saying, and I just want to tell you, man, you're an inspiration to every black American or every black person in America all over the world, Steve, Mr. Harvey. And a lot of times, by me being a reverend, I had things on my mind that, that was tearing me down, and you looked like that morning you said the right thing to keep me going. You know, so I'm going to just tell you, man, I, I wish you all the blessings in the world, man. You and Marjorie, your wife, man. And then I hope God continue to bless your marriage and all your kids and everything, man. I just needed to say that to you, man, because you're an inspiration, man. And then, you know, God bless you, your wife, and your whole family, and your cast on the on, on your on the Steve Harvey Morning Show, man. Thank you, and God bless y'all. You heard me? Wow. Yeah. Nice. See, that's, that's what it's for. You know, yes. like I always say, Hate is louder than love, but love is stronger. And when you get people like that, that really care about you, that's praying for you, that's pulling for you, that's who it's for. Mm -hmm. And uh, I appreciate that so much because, you know, look, man, I've also learned this. Junior asked me a question. uh, How do I feel different now that I'm 67? You know, one thing I've really, really learned, and I've had to learn it more than once till I finally got it. Uh, For those that love you, no explanation necessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For those that hate you, no explanation acceptable. That's it. When you go online to respond, you're talking to people who blog. And bloggers, by nature, happen to have a negative tone for the most part. That's why they own blogs. <laughs> if they wasn't that way, they'd be on the news or they'd have a show somewhere. Mm-hmm. But they don't. Bloggers carry a negative tone because that's where mess is at. So when you respond to those bloggers, you got to know who your audience is now. And it's primarily haters. Mm -hmm. 
Every now and then there'll be some people on there trying to check a person with some facts or something like that. But it's the most unfact-checked place I've ever seen. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I I don't even worry about it, man. I appreciate that call, Pastor. Thank you, man. Yeah. Go ahead, All right, Shelly. this this one's from uh, Chuck in Detroit, Steve. Hey, I'm the Steve. This Chuck out in Detroit, man. I just called to wish you a happy birthday. You know, I listen to the morning show every morning. I watch the court. You know what I mean? I, I, I watch Family Feud. Uh, uh, I watch, I, I really rock with you. You know what I mean? You're very, very motivational. You're very inspirational. Uh, hey, Carla. Hey, Shirley Jr. Tommy. Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, Uncle Steve. It's Capricorn season. It's our birthday. Hey, you know, let's enjoy yourself. All right, take care. <laughs> Hey, Chuck in Detroit. Straight up out of D-Town. Detroit, Mm -hmm. them Lions is in it, baby. Yeah. My favorite team this year was the Detroit Lions and the Eagles. It should have been. It should have been. The shade of it. Hip-hop ting, I got to. Listen, I may not ever have this opportunity again. (laughs) <laughs> Bernard in Montgomery, Steve, wants to holler at you. <laughs> Good morning, Steve. This is Bernard out of Montgomery, Alabama. Just saying happy birthday. Say happy birthday to you. You have a blessed day. Aww. Yeah. Aww. Hey, Bernard, thank you, man. Uh, go on and get that checked out, dog. Before it <laughs> hey, Bernard, I love that, get that checked out, Because whoever it is, it's got to be So go on, you know, go on and get that checked out, Bernard. <laughs> Because this, it sounds like it's going somewhere. It sounds like it got up too high. But at least just go get it checked out. But not. I want you to I want you going on saying, oh, hey, Steve. Hey, Bernard, just go on down there, man, and get that looked at. Just get it looked at, man, so we can have you around a little bit more. I can't stand you. Them damn lucky strikes done finally caught up. You got to get that checked out. <laughs> All right. Thanks yeah, for your calls. Out. Coming up <laughs> coming up next, we'll hear from a nephew in the prank phone call for today, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. And the subject is, her injury is not my fault. We'll get into that, find out what that's all about. Wait till you hear this in just a few. But right now, the nephew is here with today's prank phone call. What's on the menu for today, nephew? Uh, We got an issue here. We got lights. I think every time this lady turns her power, her lights on, it's turning stuff on in my house, in my mm. apartment. It's turning on my stove and turning on all kind of stuff, so... Uh-huh. Till we get this situated, I'm going to need her not to turn nothing on. So uh, the title is, Are Your Lights On? Are Your Lights On? All right, cat dog, if you would. Hello? I'm trying to reach a Who's calling? They call me Pepper. I live, uh, I, I think I actually live in an apartment behind you. I think my, my our apartments are up against each other. Do you Are you in, um, in unit? Who want to know? Um, actually, I'm wanting to know. I'm calling you. I got a little bit of a problem. I actually live in, uh, in which is the apartment that that's uh, our apartments are back to back with each other. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm, I don't mean no harm, man. But you, you are though, right? Yes. Okay. And here's here's what's going on. It took me a long time to try to figure this out. But when you come home in the evening and you turn your lights on, my my oven and stove come on. 
And I'm talking about every aisle on my stove is on and burning hot. How do you know that's because when I turn my lights on? I, I, I just, I mean, I didn't figure it out. It just seemed like every time, I mean, I hear you when you close your door, and, and I, I, every evening I'm like, why is my oven and my stove coming on? And I'm talking about my whole kitchen just 100 degrees in there behind the stove being on like that. Okay, um, did you call maintenance? From my understanding, I'm on the list, and they're not going to get to me for a, a couple of days now. So I'm not, I'm asking you, Mr. if you don't mind, to, to not have your lights on until they come get this fixed. Okay, so you asking me not to turn on my lights for three or four days and, you know, to sit in the dark. Well, I'm just saying, it's, go, it's only going to be for a couple of days. I know it's a little bit of an inconvenience, but, I mean, I can't be over here in the house, you know, down there about to burn down. Are you listening to what you're saying? You're asking me to sit in the dark. You know, I got a baby. I can't sit in the dark. Okay. I mean, do y'all have any candles or something y'all can work with or something like that? Um, I have to give my baby food, milk. I mean, really, you want me to sit in the dark? And you don't want me to turn anything on, you know. I gotta feed my baby. I understand, and 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 and, I, and much respect to you and your child. I, I much respect. But what I'm trying to explain to you is, I mean, we have to look at the big hazard here. The bigger hazard is, is that I'm over here with fire on. Okay. You know? First of all, where are you getting this we from? How am I involved in your situation? I have because nothing you're to do with going on in your house. Your lights is patched in some kind of way to my oven and stove. Okay, but I still, I don't have anything to do with that. You know, you need to call management or maintenance or whatever, but I don't have anything to do with that. And I want to know, how do you know when I get home and turn on my lights? I mean, like, are you looking in my window or something? Are you a peeping Tom? Do I need to call 911? You don't need to call nobody on me. Now, what we need to do is get somebody over here and fix this oven and the stove. That's what we got to get done. But until then, right now, you can't turn them lights on. Oh, I'm turning on my lights. Like, I mean, okay. I know you ain't trying to regulate what I do in my house. I'm, listen, I'm going to tell you just like this here. I'm going to need you to keep them lights off until maintenance get over here in two days. Now, if if, if I see this stove come on and, and all these uh, eyes on this on this uh, stove come on, then I'm going to come back over there and we're going to have to rectify the problem. But I cannot have this oh, coming so on. You threat- and- oh, so you threatening me now. I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I am not. I'm telling you not to turn the lights on. That's what I'm asking you to do. Well, I can't sit in the dark, and I'm going to turn on my light, so, you know, you're going to have to deal with it. No, I'm not going to deal with it. You're going to have to actually turn the lights off. Now, I understand. Do you have somewhere you can go stay? Oh, me? Do you have somewhere you can go stay? I'm not leaving my house. I don't have a problem. You're the one with the problem. I'm not going to leave here, and then you turn it on, and then the And if you come over here and knock on my door, you think you see fire in your stove, you're going to see some fire. I can show you some fire. Okay, listen, I'm trying to work with you as calmly as I can, okay? You're not trying to work with me calmly. Okay. The only thing well, you're doing right now is you're trying to tell me what to do and run my household. Okay, if you're not going to work with me, then that's what I'm going to do. But I already found out where the breaker is. I'll just go and just turn all the power off so you don't have your power on at all. Wait a minute, what the f***? No, f- you can't turn my f- breaker off. Are you f- crazy? I got to do what I got to do. I can't start no fire around here. you get my phone number anyway? I mean, how you know my name, my number, all that You know what? My about to come home, and he going to put the foot up your I don't care if he put your in the oven, and we set your on fire. What the you talking about? You going to damn turn the breaker off. Hey, hold on. Let me hold on. I'm trying to sit over here and prevent a fire for the whole complex, and you up in there trying to commit. Uh, 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 this is like arson for you to turn that on. I don't give a you don't want, You already got a problem, so I'm just going to add fuel to the fire. You call me. And again, I 
Stupid enough for you? Yes. Always. Right. Oh, never disappointed thank in that you. area. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate all that, y'all. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Thank y'all so kindly. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to do more of that in 2024. We're going to need more pranks and praises as we move out of January. January, February, <laughs> we get all the way I'm to March. I'm a portion of your pranks. Just wanted to say that. 2024, what? that will be praising no more. Oh, and why are you doing that? No, no, you just got through uplifting, and now you're gonna come do this. <laughs> he ain't know your praise. Why would you do that? Why all no, this uplifting and all this positivity? Uh, no, no, and, no, 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 not not hating at all. Not 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 at all. I just want you to know that in what? 2024, uh-huh. uh, there will be no praise worship anymore. Okay. Oh, you're trying to That's make all. a rhyme too. Still in Is this is this is this got something to do with Cleveland, man? Is it got something to do with Cleveland? The Browns? What um, What does that have to do? Does this have anything to, to do with the Browns? Because that will help it. That will help the yeah. hatred run much stronger. So yeah, <laughs> we can tie to that. Yeah, I have no problem. If you need proper motivation to get things done, I'm with that. Yeah, it's about Cleveland. Yeah, you know, just tired of it, man. Just don't want to have to keep worshiping the same dude, you know. About the same it's a prank. We get a lot of prank time. We just ain't going to keep praising you about it every time. Okay. Well, speaking of Ohio, I'll be in Dayton at the Funny Bone, 26th and 27th. Anybody that, you know, Mm -hmm. friends of my uncle want to come down and hang out, come on down. 26th, 27th. I'm at the Funny Bone in Dayton, Ohio. Where you Cleveland, Jersey? Come on out and represent. All right? We'll make Friday night Jersey night. You wear yours, I wear mine. Nah. Tommy. That's how we gonna do that. Tommy, Tommy, them Cincinnati boys down that way. Oh, the Bengals. All them boys from Dayton, them Cincinnati boys. They Bengal boys. All, All right. them Bengals. Okay. Mm-hmm. Thank you, nephew. Coming up My next. My friends ain't gonna hang out. They gonna come see you, but they gonna have to go home right after that. <laughs> Strawberry letter. His injury is not my fault. Got to go to bed. <laughs> we'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. 
and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. It is time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live on the air, just like we're going to read this one right here, right now. And you never know, it could be yours. It could be yours. Buckle up and hold on tight. We got it for you. Here it is. Strawberry letter. Thank you, nephew. Subject, her subject, her injury is not my fault. Dear Stephen Shirley, I am dating a cheater, and he just asked me to marry him, and I was thinking of saying yes, but then one of his side chicks pressed charges against me. Damn. <laughs> what? That line right there. That's, that's the opening. Okay. In November, I found my man on the side of a building in his car, naked from the waist down, and a woman was running across the parking lot away from his car because she saw me pulling up. I fired a warning shot with an air gun that I keep just to scare a criminal away. When the gun went off, she got scared and fell like she had been shot. I thought it was funny, and so did my boyfriend. I took my boyfriend's pants and his car keys, and he called the police on me. Witnesses said I fired a gun, so after examining my air gun, the policeman issued a fine, and I went and paid it the next day. I wasn't worried about the side chick because my man was on his best behavior and stuck to me like glue. He spoiled me for Christmas, and I got three rings to choose from. When he asked me to marry him, I was still trying to play hard to get, and I hadn't said yes yet to his proposal. I planned to marry him, but now I have to deal with being sued by the side chick that fell in the parking lot. She pulled a muscle sprained her ankle, and had a gash on her leg and needed stitches. She didn't have insurance, so she's suing me for 
$2,100 for her trip to the ER that night. I am not responsible for her injuries. I think that my boyfriend is responsible and she should sue him instead. This has created a major conflict in our relationship. He wants me to pay it so we can get on with our lives. He won't even give me half of the money. If it wasn't for him cheating, she never would have fallen in that parking lot. Should my boyfriend pay up or is this all my fault? Okay, the simple answer is yes, he should pay. His side chick, his responsibility. All right, that's the quick answer. But the real problem here is why are you even considering marrying this man? Why? Why are you guys together? What is going on here? I don't get it. A man you yourself described in the first paragraph of this letter as a cheater. You caught him, I mean, literally with his pants down in the parking lot. You saw the side chick running away and you shot at her. What in the hot ghetto mess is going on here? What are you guys doing? This relationship is a disaster waiting to happen. And and stuff has already happened that should make you turn away. And, and please don't waste your time or your money getting married to this man because it's only going to end in divorce. All right. It's a hard no for me. Steve. This is an episode of 48 Hours. <laughs> This is what? an episode of Dateline. Uh-huh. This is an episode of American Greed. Yo, this what? is an episode of this. This is not even a strawberry letter. I, I've never. We have. I don't remember a letter with this level of criminal activity in it. I, I just don't. Let's let. Y'all, y'all, as I'm reading the letter, this is what I'm hearing. So let's go. I'm dating a cheater, and he's asked me to marry him, and I'm thinking about saying yes. Let's just stop right here. What? what? Yeah. Let, let's let's just pump the brakes right here. <laughs> let, let me read this to you again. I'm dating a cheater, and he asked me to marry him, and I'm thinking about saying yes. <laughs> and right after this, we off to the races. Yes. This letter right here. Is one I be damn statement after the next because I, I just don't even understand. I'm dating a cheater. He asked me to marry. I'm thinking about saying yes, and we're off to the races. Next line, but then one of his side chicks press charges against me. Let's stop right here. What? What? That, that, in this letter, there's nowhere to breathe. In this letter, this letter is packed. With incredible ass information. I was thinking about saying yes, but then one, one of his side chicks pressed charges against me. <laughs> then, then, then she tried to calm it down. In November, I found my man on the side of a building in his car. This is the most rest you get in this letter with this line right here. <laughs> I found my man on the side of the building in his car. Most people in their lifetime have been on the side of a building in a car. So that's nothing alarming. We've all been in our car on the side of a building. That's the only rest moment in this letter. Here we go, back to crazy. Naked from the waist down. (laughs) And a woman was running across the parking lot away from his car because she saw me pulling up. (laughs) What? The hell? Mm-hmm. Is going on in this damn letter, mm-hmm. and it don't stop there. 
Next line. I fired a warning shot <laughs> with an air gun that I keep to scare a criminal away. <laughs> what? You shot at this woman? You and you call it a warning shot. That's you know, when you go to court, that's actually called attempted. Yeah. <laughs> you ain't no cop. No I fired shot. a warning shot with an air gun that I keep to scare a criminal away. Hang on, hang oh, on. Oh, when please. I come back, I can't. We go we're gonna get back into it because this is the most <laughs> what the hell going on letter I've ever read. It really is. All right. We'll have part two of your response coming up, Steve, at twenty-three minutes after the hour. Today's strawberry letter subject, her injury is not my fault. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject is okay. her injury okay. is not my fault. Listen to me. Like I said, this is the most what the hell going on letter I've ever read. I'd like the crew to join in with me on this. Every time I say ding, I want y'all to say, what the hell? Okay. I'm going to say ding, and y'all just say, what the hell? So y'all can understand how I read this letter. Ready? Mm -hmm. Stephen Shirley, I'm dating a cheater. He asked me to marry him, and I was thinking about saying yes. Ding. What the hell? What the hell? (laughs) In November... But then one of his side chicks pressed charges against me. Ding. What, what the, the hell? hell? In November, I found my man on the side of a building in his car. <laughs> naked from the waist down. And a woman was running across the parking lot away from his car because she saw me pulling up. Ding. What, what the, the hell? hell? That was my favorite line. I fired a warning shot with an air gun that I keep just in case to scare a criminal away. Ding! What the hell? What the hell? When the gun went off, she got scared and fell. Ding! What the hell? I know why she fell, because she thought she was shot. I know exactly why she fell. Like she had been shot. I thought it was funny, and so did my boyfriend. Ding! (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) What do you mean you thought it was funny, and so did your boyfriend? Well, after you, y'all thought that was funny, I took my boyfriend's pants and and his car keys. He called the police on me. <laughs> Ding. What the hell? What the hell is happening here? Wait a minute, man. A minute ago, you fired a shot. She fell. You thought it was funny, and the boyfriend thought it was funny. But after you took his pants and the car keys, he, your boyfriend, called the police on you. Okay, I don't need y'all's help no more. I think y'all understand what this letter is about. Let me take it from here. Witnesses, I'll be there. <laughs> Witnesses said I fired a gun. So after examining my air gun, the policeman issued a fine and I went and paid it the next day. Okay, do you understand what's happening here? Witnesses said I fired a gun. You, you told us you fired a gun. Yes. Lady, you wrote in this letter that you fired a gun. You can quit talking to us about what the hell the witnesses said. You you confessed. <laughs> 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 
confessions carry a lot of weight in court, baby. You ain't really need no questions. You really don't need too many witnesses once you say, I did it. Okay. I went and paid it the next day. I wasn't worried about the side chick because my man was on his best behavior and stuck to me like glue. What? You're not worried about this side chick because your man was on his best behavior. It stuck to my side like glue. Oh, what? Goodness. He spoiled me for Christmas, and I got three wings to choose from when he asked me to marry him. Lady, you got three what rings to choose from? Ain't no man got money for three engagement rings. Mm-hmm. Unless ain't now one of them real. Yeah, there you right. go. There you, you go. got three zirconians. When he asked me to marry him, I was still trying to play hard to get, and I hadn't said yes yet to his proposal. I'm planning to marry him, but now I got to deal with being sued by the side chick that fell in the parking lot. You talking about the lady you shot at? (laughs) That one right there? That fell in the parking lot. She pulled a muscle, sprained her ankle, and had a gash on her leg and needed stitches. Ain't this the same girl you and your boyfriend was laughing at before you mm-hmm. took his car keys and pants and then he called that the police? This was, this was the same chick y'all was laughing at. Now, she done pulled a muscle, sprained her ankle, and got some stitches. She didn't have insurance. Oh, I know that. I know that. Ain't nobody <laughs> insurance. Y'all, y'all don't sound like insurance type people. <laughs> she didn't have insurance. Which one of her insurances would she call? You can't call your life insurance people about this. You can't call your homeowner's insurance people about this. And you can't call your car insurance people about this. What insurance was she supposed to have unless she had Obamacare, which has a medical device? But then I can promise you that the deductible going to swallow up that two grand. So she might well take her ass on down there and pay this here. But anyway... She's suing me for 2100 for her trip to the ER that night. I'm not responsible for her injury. Yeah, you did. You shot at her, caused her to fall. Anyway, I think my boyfriend is responsible, and she should sue him instead. Hmm, okay. This has created a major conflict in our relationship. He wants me to pay it so we can get on with our lives. <laughs> if you don't pay my side chick this money so we can get on with our lives, he won't even give me half the money. If it wasn't for him cheating, she wouldn't have fallen in that parking lot. If you hadn't a shot at her, should my boyfriend pay up or is this all my fault? Why are y'all together? Yes. All right. Post your comments Man. on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Best Facebook. Best letter I've had this year. Yes, and check out the Strawberry Letter <laughs> podcast on the free iHeartRadio app. Free never sounded so good. You can download it today. Coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, it is Junior and Sports Talk right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, he is here, Junior, with Sports Talk. What you got, Junior? All right, well, let's go ahead and just let everybody know that Mike McCarthy will still be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys this season. You know he lost. Yeah, to the Packers, man. He's still going to be the head coach. Jerry Jones said he's going to ride it out with him. He said he believes in his leadership. But I'd say somebody needs to go, though. Is it the, the, the defensive coordinator, Dan Quinn, do he need to go? Since the head coach ain't going because he gave up 48 points. They'd probably still be in the playoffs if it wasn't for him. It ain't Dak. I don't say that. I, I don't think they're going to get rid of Dak. Dak ain't going away. Well, it's not Dak. 
No, he ain't gonna get rid of that. You know, you're not gonna do that. Also, uh, you know, uh, let's you know Bill Belichick has has stepped down as the Patriots head coach. They hired Gerard Mayo, former linebacker for for New England Patriots, and you know he's gonna be a new head coach. So Bill Belichick still out here looking for a job. Thought we gonna get the Dallas job. He's not gonna get it because they are gonna keep Mike McCarthy. So then we gotta have that. Now, uh, let's just get to it. This week, uh, Texans and Ravens. We got Texas Ravens, a uh, former. Cleveland Brown uh, quarterback Tampa Bay Buccaneers Baker Mayfield is playing the Lions. He's still in there. Woo, man. Baker playing. Yeah, Baker playing. Yeah. Well, uh, who, 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 who Baker used to play who, for, who, Junior? Who he used to play Cleveland Browns. Tell me what you Oh, oh, oh. See, like everybody. Tell me what the question is you asking me. Well, I'm asking, uh, <laughs> is, you, is you going for the Bucs because he used to play for y'all? Are you going for them versus Detroit? Who, who are they playing, Junior? Detroit. Who are they playing? They play in Detroit. Oh, Detroit, no, the Lions. I'm Detroit all day long, though. I'm Detroit Lions all the way down. Okay. Well, no, okay what I, about I, these? I've been, I've been pulling for Detroit the whole damn year. I ain't finna change. You gonna change this week? I don't give a damn about Baker Mayfield. What, what about the well, Texans and the Ravens? Look, you know, I'd love to pull for your Texans. You're not gonna pull for us? Of course, say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. Say it. I wish you would. Say it. I wish you would. This little, this little joyous ass moment y'all having, this finna come to a stop right here. Yeah, yeah. We gonna see this right here. Oh no, this we, you know, we, we got, we got. We, we, we gonna, well, one thing about it, if the Texans do win, uh huh, mm-hmm. you talk about somebody who don't give a damn. <laughs> you are talking to him right now. You, 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 you don't even have that for their team. Zana. Ooh, wait a minute. Oh, you hate. Boy, listen you hate. You won't even root for us. No. No, I don't have no dog in this fight no more, man. The Eagles is out. That was my team. Detroit still in it. The Browns is out. That was my team. I ain't got no dog in this fight, man. The only thing I see right now is Detroit. Now, listen to me. I'm a Lamar Jackson fan. Yeah. Before us. I appreciate you put him before us. Doing. Before see, I work with before you Before your day. friends, before your yeah. nephew, you put him before us. We work with That's you what every you day. doing? <laughs> Hey man, just take me out of sports. Be Thank healed. you, Junior. <laughs> I want to do it. Coming up at the top of the hour, uh, Steve, a man on social media needs your advice. He's saying, "Can you steal a vacation?" We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver. And this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. 
Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. All right, Steve, this is from Brittany on Steve Harvey FM. Brittany says, when my husband and I married 12 years ago, we were both ambitious and hardworking. We would work out together and we were both excelling in our careers. He was let go from his job in 2020, and it was a year before he found a new one. His current job is practically no room for advancement, and he earns a fraction of what he did before. Meanwhile, I've been steadily moving up at my company. To top this off, my husband has lost motivation to do anything outside of work. He used to have hobbies and like to work out, but now he just scrolls the internet in his spare time and doesn't do much else. I've tried discussing my feelings with him, but it hasn't led to any change. I don't want to nag, but I'm at my wit's end. How can I either come to terms with this situation or motivate my husband to make some positive changes? Mm-hmm. It's communication is the key to all relationships. Mm-hmm. It's the only thing that's going to keep it alive. Because what you have to do is, because what happens is people change. Uh, you two are not the same people that got married. And so if you don't recognize the changes, which you're now seeing, but you're not discussing the changes and how to adapt to the changes, you have what you now have as a problem. Because now he's not communicating. And you want something from him that he's not giving you and you don't know how to get it from him. But he may have something he wants from you that he's not getting and he don't know how to get it from you because he ain't talking to you. Communication is key. The only thing you can do is sit down and have this conversation. That is the only way. That is the only way. There ain't no trick to this. This ain't no secret sauce. Mm-hmm. Y'all got to talk. Okay. Two people who are real quiet got a whole lot to say. Trust me. Mm. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. I was. What? That was Thomas Miles, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Mm. All, All right. Profound. Okay. Was it? Uh, yeah. That's deep. Okay. We'll have so, we, we have time for another one, Steve. This is from KJ. Look for a punchline, huh? <laughs> this, is, this is from KJ on Steve Harvey FM. KJ says, over the weekend, my wife and I had some friends over, and I overheard the ladies talking about vacation wishes. My wife's friend started talking about wanting to go to Dubai, and my wife was like, yes, me too. So I took the cue and booked us for a trip to Dubai in the spring. My wife was so happy until she told her friend. Now they're not speaking to each other because my wife has been accused of stealing the vacation. Last I checked, Dubai was still there. Is there any way to get them to squash their beef and get these two talking again? What? 
Uh, you can't steal a vacation. Uh, Dubai is open to the public. <laughs> right. Uh, I can pretty much tell you which uh, cities Emirates flies out of. Mm-hmm. I know you can get them out of New York. I know you can get it out of uh, D.C. Uh, you can also fly out of Chicago directly to Dubai. And Houston has a flight. And so yep. does Los Angeles. Uh, Miami also has a flight on Emirates. So you can go Miami. You cannot fly out of Atlanta. Charlotte. No. 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 You can go New York. I think Emirates flies to D.C. If not, I know Abu Dhabi does. I mean, uh, Etihad. And uh, Chicago. L.A. and Houston. So Now, your friend hating because you done beat her to the punch. But your husband did that. He's trying to you know, make her you ain't stole no trip. Yeah. How you steal a trip? Well, it's yeah, the husband that's writing. He wants to help the, yeah, the wife, you know. Happy. Yeah. Then Get what you ought to do is hair. you ought to just call her girlfriend and say, hey, listen, I want you to know it wasn't really Joanne's fault. It was my fault. I heard y'all talking about it and I surprised her with the trip. So it's really on me. She didn't even know. She's happy, but why don't you and your broke ass husband join us? <laughs> yeah, why does she even have to say that though to her friend? What a hater! Yeah. <laughs> One more time. Why don't you what, Steve? <laughs> why don't you and your broke ass husband join us? I mean, <laughs> oh, I, did I say that? So sorry. All right. Thank you. <laughs> We got more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up at 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Okay, here we go again with this question. What is wrong with the friendly skies? An aircraft flying from, here we go again, right? An aircraft flying from Tokyo to Seattle, Washington, reportedly had to fly back to Japan on Tuesday after an intoxicated passenger bit a crew member. A heavily drunk 55-year-old male passenger bit a crew member's arm. The female crew member sustained minor injuries from the attack. And after landing back in Tokyo, the passenger said he doesn't recall his actions and has turned o- and was turned over to the local authorities. So, Stupid. Stupid. <laughs> what do you mean you don't recall biting me? Biting nobody. Uh, <laughs> So what would you guys have have done if you were on this flight and, and some drunk guy bit you? I'm beating his ass. <laughs> that's, my, that's my thing to do. I'm beating his ass. a long flight for him. Oh, yeah. It's hard to get stitches oh, yeah. on the plane. Yeah. He ain't biting me, though. I got They're going to need to drop that oxygen, to the oxygen yeah. mask yeah. down. They're going to need that oxygen mask. Yeah. He's going to need to breathe. How drunk was he? Too damn drunk. Hey, you, you biting people? What the hell wrong with you? Uh, and you don't remember it? Yeah, that's it. You, you, you're just not biting me. <laughs> Partner. If you, I mean, I'm saying I can't get bit. You can uh-huh. bite me, but you won't be using those teeth. <laughs> Again. Okay. <Yeah. laughs> I'm finna use everything on that plane. Coming up at 33 minutes after the hour, we'll play a round of Would You Rather right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. It is time now for a round of Would You Rather. Would you rather ski down a tall mountain or would you rather go snow tubing on a steep, small hill? I'm scared of both of that. Uh-huh. Do what, Shirley? What's these? A steep, small hill. 
I'm going to take the steep, small hill. Yeah, I just, I don't think I'm good at that. I don't think I'm good. <laughs> Have you skied before, Steve? No, I snowboard. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did that. All right. Okay. All right, would you rather sleep with your cousin or would you rather sleep with your ex? What is we doing? Wow. Why are we doing it? Wow. Those are your options. <laughs> cousin Come on, ex. Kim folk. Come on, Kim folk. <laughs> <laughs> I used to like you back in the day. Come on. Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Who didn't or have a crush ex? on a cousin? Yeah. <laughs> All right, your cousin or your ex, you're going with your Okay. Steve? Steve? Yeah, you can say. Uh, you talking about now? It's just whatever, Steve. Would you rather? Just yeah. whenever. Forty years ago I felt so different about one of my cousins. Not anymore. Lord have mercy. <laughs> But your ex, though, dog, you got to make a decision. That that or your ex. Uh, <laughs> don't cried, it hurt. He cried. Don't it, hurt. <laughs> it hurts. You don't have. You don't. You you're not talking about. You just talking about sleep with him, not sexual. Yeah. Would you? Well, the question is, would you rather sleep with your cousin or your ex? That's sex. Mm -hmm. So you know, you know it. What that means. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. So what's the answer, cousin? Mm, man, I gotta go with my today. Hate that. I'm just gonna have to go on and tell y'all. We just gonna have to. We gonna have to strongly consider suicide at this point. Okay, Steve. Moving on. Really, really, Steve. Doesn't We gonna have to consider no. suicide at this point because I ain't gonna be able to live with myself either way. No. Would you rather your boss saw your nude pictures or your Instagram followers? Which ones? <laughs> oh, I really my boss. That's Steve. I don't give a damn. <laughs> oh, Steve is your boss, meaning you yeah. don't care. Yeah, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I ain't got no boss, so. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I could go down there. Wait a minute. Yeah, Who would I show him to? Julie Talbot? Yeah, I thought yes, Julie. Hey, Tommy, ain't hey, ain't open <laughs> your boss. Ain't open your boss, Tommy. You had to show need to open. Oh, I'm not oh, yeah. doing that, no. <laughs> oh, that's right. I'm not. Oh, doing yeah, that. you're on the own network. Well, hell, on social media, she gonna see it anyway. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> All right, that's today's round of Would You Rather, guys. Coming up at 49 minutes after the hour, our last break of the day, and we'll get some closing remarks from the one and only, the man, the myth, and the legend, Steve Harvey, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including... Actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. All right, guys, here we are. Last break of the day. It is time for some. Steve, we have some um, phone call left over. This is from Martine hey, in Georgia. Hey, I'm for it. Let's go. Okay. Good morning, Steve. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. I wish you good health, prosperity. I just love listening to you every morning. My name is Martine. I'm calling from Akron, Georgia. I just love to wish you a happy birthday and many more to come. All right, go Capricorn. Mine was January 3rd, so, you know, keep it going, and I love you all. Have a great day, okay? Bye-bye. Thank you, darling. That was real warm. I like that. Yeah, that was sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Miss mm-hmm. Martine. And before we get out of here, uh, Tawanda in Long Beach, Steve, needs some advice. She says, my husband is not used to nice things, so I try to buy him quality clothing and underwear. I want him to buy nicer things, but he says everything he likes costs too much. How can he be fashionable and fly without breaking the bank? I think this is a question for Blue Cheese. Well, you know, yeah. you can be fashionable and fly without breaking mm-hmm. the bank, but you're gonna have, you're gonna shop different now. See, mm-hmm. I ain't been to TJ Maxx in a long time, mm-hmm. and uh, I ain't been to Marshalls in a long time. Mm-hmm. I ain't been to the Burlington Coat Factory. Okay. Uh-huh. And uh, I ain't been down to K and G. But these are places you can go and find some quality stuff without and get it at a discount. Nice. That's what you got to do. The, the name of the game is fake it till you make it. Mm-hmm. Come on. Oh, I was an all-world expert at that. My first comedy outfit, the whole outfit, shoes included, was $22. Value City. Oh, I'll never forget thing? that outfit. Value $22 City? $22 the Value whole thing. Corduroy Ooh. pants, a shirt, an undershirt, and some shoes. $22 the whole thing. Mm-hmm. I got shoes for $8. Wow. They look like little bowling shoes. I got them for eight dollars. Your feet had to hurt. Caught the pants and the two shirts on sale, and boy, I was out there clean as hell. <laughs> Fake it till you make it. I had another Saturday night shirt that I got from TJ Maxx. It was red, short sleeve, had a shim on it, and it had flex in it, little shiny flex. That was my Saturday night outfit. Wow. Then I got my little paper going, and I used to buy I bought a sweatshirt from the merry-go-round. I bought me a pair of them pleated pants from Merry Go Round. Had mm-hmm. bought me a belt with the long belt. You tied in the front. Uh-huh. Come on, with that little knot in it and had a strap hanging down. Well, you couldn't tell me nothing. <laughs> that little skinny Everything belt. Everything I had on was cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the same had store a, where you bought those shoes? John Wayne, huh? Well, uh, sorry for interrupting, but is that the same store where you bought those shoes and put them in layaway? And they were too little by the time you got them out. I was in high school when I did that. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah. The only thing I put in layaway when I was out on the road was there was a girl named Gigi, uh-huh. uh, beautiful chocolate sister down in Birmingham, Alabama. Gigi had a store, mm-hmm. and I laid away a Pele leather suit. I remember eight hundred dollars. Had it in there for damn near two years. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you, man. Wait a minute. Gigi held on that outfit for me. I finally got it out. That's what I did Def Jam in. Uh, oh, okay. That oh. leather suit I had on on Def Jam. Yeah. Uh-huh. I came from Birmingham, Alabama, man. Had that thing in Layaway so long. 
My first chain I ever wore had a pineapple on it. $168. Had that on layaway from a jewelry store in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, up there by the Punchline Comedy Club bought me a chain. Had that on layaway. You just move around the country. $168. So you had to keep going. How long layaway? How much were you well, putting, you know, on, home, putting so on it? Driving like through every yeah, yeah. It took yeah. a long time. But yeah. uh-huh. I was going to drive back through there. I love Birmingham, man. I'm in Atlanta. I used to come to Atlanta all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How much do you put on your? Did you put on your layaway at one time? Uh, twenty dollars held them shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody layaway back in the day. Yeah, twenty dollars held them shoes. Them shoes. Well, Kmart was cold with layaway. No, mm-hmm. no way in hell I could give you seventy two at one time. <laughs> dollars. No, I'm going to send two pesos. But what we cannot do is get U.S. dollars 72 at one time. No, mm-hmm. Lord. What now yet, Junior? <laughs> so to answer that, the man. question, is fake it till you make it, huh? I'm looking at you now, dog. You good now? Dog, man. I be dog. That's why I be, I be sometimes I be going, hold up, man. You tripping. You all right? Any mm-hmm. more questions, Shirley? Anything? Well... You know, it was your birthday, and uh, you know what, Steve? I just had to, I have to tell you this, because I've been with you a long time. It's not a question as much as a comment. I just wanted to tell you that people don't know, um, you know, that maybe have started listening to the show uh, later, that you kind of started all of this, like comedians and radio and uh, multiple income streams and all of that stuff. People weren't doing it like they're doing it now before you started this. You had your job at Showtime at the Apollo. You had your radio gig. You had your TV show and you were out doing comedy, a stand-up comedy. You started this. You know what I'm saying? Comedians in L.A. When we started the radio show in L.A. together, there were no other comedians doing radio until after no. you started you know, so I just wanted to give you your props on that. A lot of people don't then, know that. Then they but. went and got, uh, they got Arturo Shelton in Chicago. They got Tony uh, on these radio shows. They put, uh, they went and got Sinbad. They went and got mm-hmm. George, Lopez. George Lopez. They went and got George Wallace. They mm-hmm. tried everything, man, after I showed them that I could do it. But they thought they could just plug in a comedian. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's not how it works. You have to care yeah. about the craft. I love radio. That's what's made us successful. I yeah. love radio. I mean, we do yeah. <laughs> hey, y'all, y'all have a great day. Talk to God. He'd love to hear from you. God willing, we'll see y'all tomorrow. Stay peace. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. 
even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm -hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Pitbull. I think that education is the real revolution because as much as we speak about all the problems that there is in society and the world today, my mother's always told me, son, don't worry, the world's always been coming to an end. Don't let it scare you out of living. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.